Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the Idiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Oh, I think you can do it better. It is right to stand to your feet and honor the Lord. Amen. For what he is doing and what he has done in the Blessed Salvation Crusade. So now, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to tell you that our pastor and our mother and our prophet is in the house this morning. Help me welcome Sister but according to your strength. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. Indeed, you are the one clothed with fire. And you are indeed the one who causes miracles and signs and wonders. And you do it all the time. As we come before your word, may your word give rise to another miracle in another life. We give you praise. We thank you that we are together again. We thank you for the young children who have sung and just blessed us. To you be all the glory. 
in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. It's a real pleasure to be back here with you. Amen. It's a pleasure. Thank you, especially. There are some people who prayed every day. Yeah, God bless you. There are some who had all night, every night. And God knows. And the God who has seen you in secret, he will just reward you openly. Amen. Oh, I said what? Hallelujah. Amen. It has been a wonderful Sunday morning. Thank you for the welcome. Olives, you are fantastic. God bless you. You have blessed us. Amen. Amen. Some of you have seen that we also have some in our midst. You didn't know that they were obeshos or obeshos. That's why when they are singing, you treat them like they are children. Now you have seen that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Reverend William, it's always a blessing. God bless you so much. Keep working with the children. And as you work with other people's children, may God watch over yours. And may you be blessed for the work that you do. Amen. Many times when people work with children, people don't know that it's important. But some of you, the life that you had is because there was no Reverend William in your life. Yeah. That's why you became some way. There was nobody to talk to. Are you with me? Yeah. I have been watching with interest the recent release of a video saying that some people were sleeping with some people. Do you remember that video? Yeah. And I realized that many of those people, it's a pastor they didn't have. It's a pastor. They, that's why somebody could pray on them. And there's no way to go and tell the story. In all my years as a pastor, people come and they come with stories of child abuse, being abused as children, as young people. In all the years, I have never met one person, not one person who told their mother. Not one. Not one who told their father. And that is why pastors like this are so important. Or you don't understand what I'm trying to say. They'll be able to share it with their, their pastor. As a parent, they know that we're not... Hey, Parents, no, now you are touching. They are trying to say something, then we have touched. Then, you know, we just spoil the matter. And we try and cover it, but they are able to go and talk to some. May you have a pastor throughout your life in Jesus' name. Put your hands together for the young children again. Amen. And you must know that what you have seen this morning is hours and hours, days and days of practice. They do more all night than the. I, I don't want to. I don't. I didn't say anything. I didn't. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey. Eh? All night that they do, I tell you, as you see them small and young in their bones, singing and smiling. Hey. Oh, Charlie. Please, so. I didn't say anything. Look, ask your neighbor, did they call your name? They asked your neighbor, the other neighbor, why are you bored? Why are you annoyed? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, I am starting a new series. Amen. I hope you like such things. Yeah. And we are growing into mature Christians. Yeah, and this Sunday, I'm starting on a series, How to Become a Mature Christian. How to Become a Mature Christian. We have a book in this house that some of you don't respect. When I say don't respect, it's there. Do you get me? Something you see, uh, so you take it for granted. How you can become a strong Christian. The reason why many of you don't respect it is because you think you are a strong Christian already. Yes, but it is usually something that will happen. When you are there, you are so depressed after your exams that you want to kill yourself. It's because you are not a mature Christian. When any passing prophecy can unseat you, it's because you are not a strong Christian. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. Some of you, if some random prophet is passing there, he looks at you and says, oh, I see three members of your family dying. No, you start crying. And you don't know what to do. And the reason is that you are not a mature Christian. Are you with me? Today, I've asked my book people, I usually don't bring them into the service, but I've asked them to move around and to give you, make access to this book. It's only five Ghana cities. It cannot, you should know that there's no prophet. Even your, uh, what do you call them? Your handouts. Do you, <laughs> don't let me say what I don't want to say. Amen. Get a copy and use it for your quiet time. It will help you to mature and it will help you. I don't want to start calling your names from here. You said that I've exposed you. Uh -huh. But when you wake me up at 2 o'clock in the morning crying over something that you know some things are something but some things too are not anything. You need to mature a little bit. 
Hallelujah. So make sure that you get your copy. It will be available in the service and after the service. And I'm preaching from chapter 7 of this book in the next few, for the next few weeks. Amen. Now, what do we mean by a mature Christian? Let me start from there. Who is a mature Christian? Why do we talk about somebody being mature or not mature? I had some three people who were spiritual and body. They should please come for me. Please come. Let's just start from there so that you understand. Who was spirit? The person Christ is disappearing. Ah, there was spirit. Okay, please come and come stand here. <laughs> they are trying to bully him. Have you seen? Have you seen how body has picked up spirit and put him aside? And that is even what your flesh has been doing. When you wake up, <laughs> when your spirit is trying to say, we need to pray a little bit, we need a little help, then body will say, no, 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 it's not happening. I don't feel like praying. And then soul will be smiling in the middle, wondering whether it should go with spirit or it should go with body. Are you there? And I've explained to you that when you are born again, it's your spirit that is born again. And that's one of the reasons why it is small. Because your body can be as old as anything. When you give your life to Christ, that old man who came and finally walked, he gave his life to Christ. He gave his life to Christ. So he's an old man. So in terms of body, he's old. He's grown. Bones are strong. Please stand together small so that we can remember that you are one. Now for those of you who likes scripture? First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23 is the scripture that tells us that we are spirit, soul, and body. Are you there? It puts all three there. And these two, you see, as for your soul, your soul has your mind and it has your emotions. And your soul will either join your body to fight your spirit, depending on what you feed it, or join your spirit to fight your body. It will depend very much on you. Amen? When you are born again, the part of you that changes is your spirit, not the rest. So how you were thinking, that's how you continue to think. Unless you do something about it. And it is one of the reasons why some people who were fornicating before they gave their lives to Jesus Christ, they are still fornicating. The reason is that the spirit is too small and too weak to do something about it. And the body is manifesting and the soul, the mind is thinking in a certain way. Are you there? The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So don't play at all with your soul. But your soul is not born again like your spirit. Hey. You need to work on it. That's why the Bible says that you should work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's why it says that. Because it's not automatic. You can be born again, but your life resembles the life that you had before you met Jesus Christ. But we are contending and we are fighting for it to change. Are you with me? Please give us Romans chapter 12. Give us Romans chapter 12. This one is all introduction. Today, I'm just introducing the subject and we'll continue to talk about it. Amen? Now, it was Paul who was speaking. He said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. It says that you present your bodies, you remember that all this is one person, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. He says, your reasonable service is just reasonable to present yourself as you presented yourself this morning. It's reasonable. Then it goes on to say something in verse 2. Don't be like the world. You see, I was looking at this corner of the church. Normally on a Sunday, we have more than enough people and the place is full. The reason why today we are missing some people, they said, who came to campus last night? Aha. Uh -huh. So some people have gone to Sarkodia and <laughs> Charlie, in other words, you are still conforming with the world. Aha. Uh -huh. But you will conform with the world until you renew your mind. As for your spirit, it's still born again. So that's why some people who claim to be Christians are still living like unbelievers. That's why. Are you there? They are, so it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is here. Your mind is part of your soul. Like your emotions, your way of thinking, they're all here. But it is only when your soul is changed. Now it will be strong together with your spirit. Amen? That is the only time that you now begin to see what the will of God is. Until then, you are confused. Because if these two gang up against you, all pornographies, that's what is worrying you. 
Your spirit is born again. But your mind, the mind, there is something. Your mind has been used to watching porno. Yeah. So even when you are forgotten, the mind will say, my daily dose. My daily dose. And as you continue, then these two, let me ask you, what is the likelihood that this guy will survive when these two have become one? And that's why you are still struggling to come to church on a Sunday morning. Because on Sunday morning, when your spirit is trying to speak, let's go to church, gang up these two. They have kidnapped him. Kidnap cry. Put your hands together. Thank you. You can take your seat. Hallelujah. And so, you need to become a mature Christian. Not only does your spirit need to grow up. Please, let me do another illustration. These two again. But this time with Pastor Shong as the spirit. You see, soul is already shivering. Body has given up. Body has given up. Says, Please, I'm not even interested in fighting again. They are even begging. Yeah. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. A point comes when your spirit is strong enough to tell mind you better think properly and to tell body who has asked your opinion. Yeah. There are times when you must tell your body, I've not asked your opinion at all. What you think and what you feel is not relevant. That is when your spirit is in charge. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that's not the situation for most Christians. Unfortunately. And that's why I'm going to be talking to you about how you can become mature. So, Oko, come back, please. Come back. You see, somebody who's the spirit... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pastor Shong, step aside here for me. <laughs> Look how they are manhandling the guy. This spirit, he is as born again as this one. The difference is that it's a child. The spirit is a child. It now needs to be fed and it now needs to, several things need to happen for the spirit to be strong. And this is what we are contending for. Are you getting me? Because when your spirit is strong, somebody cannot just come and tell you uh, fables and then you agree. The reason why you agree is that you are weak. But by the grace of God, we are becoming mature Christians. God bless you. Put your hands together for them. Amen. So, there are three kinds of Christians according to the scripture. Babies, children, and mature Christians. Babies, Christians, <laughs> babies, children, and mature Christians. This morning, I want you to identify for yourself who you are and where you are. I don't, I'm not asking anybody to come and tell you which one you are. You yourself, when you hear the description, decide for yourself whether it is you or not. And I'm giving you scriptures as well because it's the scripture that we follow. Amen? It's the scriptures that tell us things. According to 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You are born again all right, but you are a baby. And Peter says, you must just desire the word because that is what will help you to grow. Are you there? But what are the characteristics of a baby? A baby is very easily hurt. If you pick a baby and you just shake the baby, doctor, what I'm saying is it true or not? And the head goes, pop, 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 the baby can die. But you, adult, it will take more than that. Please push your neighbor and say, neighbor, as I'm looking at you. <laughs> Amen. And each of these characteristics is like that in the physical as well, in the spiritual as well. So you have given your life to Jesus Christ. You're not feeding yourself much, you're not reading much word, you can easily die. Spiritually, you can just go back to where you came from. You just go and pick up the old thing that you threw away. Babies are always crying. And spiritual babies are always crying. Always complaining. You have done an exam. You have failed. Common sense says, rewrite the exam. You say you are going to kill yourself. You were not the first. Neither are you the last. But because your spirit is a child, your spirit is not able to... (laughs) Yeah, so, ma, ma, 
You see, every example I give you, it is what has happened before. Yeah. Ah, if you, I say, if you have the exam and you didn't pass, what are you supposed to do? Rewrite. But when you are a baby Christian, some of you, you are believers, you are in the house, you are Christians, but your greatest problem with us in this church is that as you arrived at church at 11 o'clock, you are here till 1.32. It's too long. Just like a baby. Just like a baby. A baby cannot be anywhere for too long. Oh, it's true. It's true. A baby cannot. They cannot. A baby does not even sit. It's not that they can't sit down. They can't sit. If you are on a long journey with a baby, the baby is restless. And that's how some of you are in the church. You can't sit. Restless. You must get up. You must go and take your phone. I must get up. I must go and drink water. I must get up. It's your baby ways that's doing you. I'm talking about babies. Babies are heavily dependent on other people. There are some of you, somebody doesn't call you to come to church. You don't come. You are dependent. You are dependent. You know, if somebody is calling you, it's great. But if you need somebody to call you before you come, you're a baby. You're a baby. You are dependent. You don't have any wish for yourself or will of your own. That's how a baby is. If you don't carry the baby from here to there, the baby cannot go. The baby cannot go. And there are so many Christians like that. If somebody doesn't follow you, have you read your Bible? Have you had your quiet time? <laughs> Sorry, neighbor, they didn't call your name. You cannot go. Yeah. A baby cannot control his flesh. I remember a story of one president, a real one. He was walking down, his supporters shaking hands, and you know they would take babies, carry the baby. So that as he lifted the baby, the baby said, trrr, prrr, prrr. That's a baby. No control over the flesh. Porno, you are still going. Fornication, you are still going. It's true. You are a Christian, no, you are born again, no, but you are a baby. You can't control your flesh. You see, I showed you, as soon as a strong spirit came, body has even bowed. It's like, I won't even come up. I won't even talk. I'm sorry. I won't even speak. But because your spirit is weak and small, when the body wants to manifest, as soon as spirit says, oh, but because I don't shut up. Shut up. And even carry you out and put you somewhere. Hmm. Are you there? Tell your neighbor, they are describing your life. Oh, they are describing your life. Amen. Don't bore at all. First Corinthians chapter 3. I'm reading verses 1 to 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal. Whereas there is among you envying and strife and division, are you not carnal and walk as men? I think the, the descriptions are there for us. Yeah. And he says that if you are a baby, you are carnal. A baby, everything is about him, himself, himself, the flesh. You can't reason with a baby. Oh, stop crying now. You see, right now, where we are at this point, you know, the word of God is coming. So, don't. How? The baby will now cry more. <laughs> is it true or it's not true? Yeah. You can't reason with the baby. And some of you, you are grown in age, but up to now, you have even been in the church from long. But nobody can reason with you. Nobody can reason. We have told you from 19th Plebeho to today that to help yourself, find something to do in church, it will help you. Up till today, you can't understand. Up till today. We have told you, ask for money, don't follow it. Serve God, work hard, money will follow. You can't understand it. It's like, we can't reason with you. You see? Yeah, we can't reason with you. We can only tell you, it will be well, it is well, I see you receiving. Uh, what? Are you in the house? So that's stage number one. Ask your neighbor, your, are you a baby in Christ? Are you a baby? Mm-hmm. Let's tell your neighbor, you just be looking straight and be smiling. You don't have to be offended. Just be smiling. Hey! Now, the second stage of growth is you are now a child. A child is a little bit better than a baby. 
Yeah, we have been entertained and we have really loved the children this morning. You know, yeah. You can control yourself. You can do some things. You can, I mean, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Children can do something. They can do something. Amen? Ephesians 4.14 is our scripture. That we henceforth be no more children. Are you seeing it? Why? Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. The thing about a child is that for all their sweetness, children are unstable. That is why in today's world where there are so many evil people around, parents are so worried and have to teach their children, don't let somebody boss you to go and enter a car. Don't do it because a child is unstable. As he's there, you can tell him that, oh, I have some sweets, or the child will come. Oh, I have some biscuits and the child will come. Are you there? So yes, they have a little more control over themselves than a, ba- than a baby. Most children will not just mess themselves up when all is well. Are you there? But they are still in need of some help because the bible says we shouldn't be children anymore and one of the signs of a child or characteristic of a child they are tossed to and fro they don't have a mind of their own and some of you are here you are an adult but you don't have a mind of your own you are an adult but you are tossed to and fro you have come into this church we have done you no ill we have tried to keep you we have tried to show you how to enjoy loving god and loving christ and enjoying worshiping him then somebody will come. No. Meanwhile, what you saw and what you tasted was different. Yeah. Oh, as for accusations. Oh, we have had them. Hey. It's only that I don't want to confess a bad thing. Like my second name will be accusee. Oh, crap. We have been accused of all kinds of things. Eh? What kind of church is this? They even dance and they say, where should we go and dance? Meanwhile, you went to Sarkodie. We didn't go. Eh? We didn't go. And we like dancing. So we have come out in the daytime. And we are dancing right here. But you want us to go in the night when nobody can see us. Please, should I repeat my report hall uh, warning? As for this year, we are going to return fire for fire. I'm waiting for report hall week. If you don't want, you know, when you are an unbeliever and you're, you are going to a party, your father says don't go, then you do something, something, and you go. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> oh, yes. I had a certain cousin, and I'll come to him that Charlie, this, and I knew that my father trusted this, my cousin. So he also called my dad and said that, oh, he's coming for me. We have made our plans. Oh. When he comes to pick me up, so it's, I mean, we can go. Then we have gone. Then he warned me, listen, when we get near the place, you scatter. Don't come and spoil my plans. Okay. Do you understand? Because we don't resemble. You don't know that we are cousins. You would think that he has come with me. Anyway, plans. Anyway, why did I get into this? <laughs> the what? Fire for fire. Yes. So I told you about how a friend of mine did this, and then she heard that her father was coming to the place. He had found out she was there. He was coming. So please, those of you who worship God, and it's not only from me, if I know you as a believer, whether here, whether campus church, but I know you as a Christian. This report hall week, I'm coming. Oh, I'm coming, cry. And when I come, I'm entering, and I'm just going to be walking around looking for my children. Yeah, I'm just going to look for you. So when you hear that I'm coming, you better scatter because I'm coming. You can be sure I won't come alone. Tims, will you not go with me? Carter, will you not go with me? You come with me. Oh, not to, not to Papa, you come with me. Albert, will you go with me? I will come and look for my children because I've come to see that Monyansa Noesa. Oh, I just wanted to see what was there. It's quiet. Hallelujah. The reason is that children are unstable. And when you are unstable, you are tossed to and fro. Anything that passes, you don't have any backbone of your own to say that this I will not do. Tossed to 
and fro, to and fro, you see. That's a sign of a child. And many of you are children. You, can, you are experiencing something that is healthy and it's good for you. It's helping you to be stable. But because you are a child, when some uncircumcised Philistine comes, some Pharisees, some Sadducees, they just have to say one or two, then you are like this, like that, like this, like that. Yeah, it's true. Children, they are nice and they are sweet, but they contribute very little to the house in which they are. Hmm. Can you just whisper to your neighbor, exactly what contribution do you have here? Exactly what? No, because... You can be sure that everything you have come to experience this morning didn't just come about by chance. Some people have prayed through the night. Some people have walked around inviting others. Some people have come to put chairs. Some people have come to sweep. Some people have come to do the music. Some people have come to put things... Look, to open these doors, do you know the work it is? Just to open these doors. Mm. Tell your neighbor that until you come and experience it, you will not understand. You will not understand. Philip, how long does it take you if you are going to open all padlocks and all doors? How long will it take? 40 minutes just to open the doors. Hey. What? Yes. Amen. Some people too have gone. Some of them are the ones who go and call one, two, three people. Then somebody call five, five, six people. Yeah. Are you in the house? There is so much work to do. But a child contributes nothing. You just come. You, we are even happy that you have come. Because when your things come, even that one cry you don't do. But you must begin to desire to change. Because nobody remains a child forever. It's okay when you have just only now gotten to know who the Lord is. Today I'm only introducing my subject. I'm not preaching for long. I'm just introducing it. Amen? Now, the reason why children are unstable is because they don't know much about anything. And that's one of the reasons why some of you in your Christian life, you are unstable. You don't know much. The more you know, the more it will help you to be stable and to be solid in the Lord. Hallelujah. But when you don't know, then any wind of doctrine, anything that somebody comes to say, you say, hey, hey, is it true? I remember when we started the ministry in Tamale. We had been there for some years, about five years. We had just finished our church. In fact, we hadn't finished it. We had moved in, but we hadn't really finished. And my husband was looking for something to break the monotony of the, of, the, of the stage. There wasn't much. Are you with me? Everything was coming a little at a time as we are doing here also. So he went one time to visit one of his members and as he was coming, he saw a fallen tree, a log that had a certain kind of, it just looked interesting. So he picked it, put it in his car, and he brought it to church. And then he told one of the artists in church, can you do something with this thing so that we can use it as a piece of art or something? Just to, you know, here there are many things that make the stage look nice, but at that time we were not there at all. So just to break the monotony. This artist, he was a teacher, I took the thing, he made a very nice something out of it, polished it and everything, put it on a stand, brought it, it was standing in the church. Then we continued building. Hey, one day, one day, one day we heard that the church, we have some juju that we are using to work. And we said, hey, what juju was that? Do you want to know what the juju was? The trio. The tree. The story went on to say that they even have a basement. The church doesn't have a basement. In Tamale, you cannot dig any ground. When you go down just a few meters, you meet iron pan. So there's no basement. It's too much hard work. They said there's a basement with a snake there. So, and that, <laughs> and that the snake vomits money. <laughs> I remember that when my husband heard it. He laughed because at that time we were struggling to put some money together to pay some uh, workers. And he said, hey, then they should buy and tell the snake that. <laughs> but you see, when you are a child, then you say, eh, ah, that's why. Churches have been there all these years. They are not able to build. These people, they have come. They are building. Meanwhile, you don't know that we are building because we don't chop our offering. It doesn't matter how hard you work. We don't pay your transport. We don't look. Uh, please, have I made a promise to you that as Olive has come, I can't give them lunch. 
You see, and if we ever do it, it's our own money. We can't use church money for it. Never. Everybody working, Charlie. You find your way. So we gather our coins and everything. And small, small, when you gather, it does something. You won't come and ask, oh, how possible? You rather create a story and children will believe it. That's the nature of a child. Have you not seen that children believe fables? Have you not seen it? Have you not seen them watch a cartoon? They watch and they believe the cartoon cry. They believe that Spider-Man, he is existing. He's, hey, come in. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So they are unstable because they don't believe anything. They don't understand anything. They are also unstable because they, or they are, they, they are, you can't depend on them. They don't know how anything happens. They don't know how anything. Some of you, you have been members here for a long time, but you have no idea how anything happens in the church. Yeah. You don't have any idea at all. How do things come? How do things, how are things done? You don't know. That's a child. All he knows is that I'm feeling hungry, he must eat. But how money is generated, who went to the market, how the food was cooked, how it was brought, they have not a single idea. And I'm speaking to you today, if you are here, you have no idea about how anything works in the church. Please, I'm talking about you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Mm. Are you in the house? Yeah. A child can be in a home where there are major conflicts. The child doesn't know anything. I once visited a house where the mother had just died. The children were in the house. As I was approaching the house, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were playing football. They had not understood something. They had heard it all. But they didn't understand that this is their meaning. They didn't understand. And many are in the house today, and that's how you are. Some of you, we have even talked about salvation. Now you come every week, but you are on your way to hell, on your own path. Just say, you can't understand. Hey! But we are trying to be mature. We are trying to grow up. And in these few days, I'm going to be answering some questions. Amen? Why? Because knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, these are the hallmarks of maturity. Knowledge, you, and you know things. Many of us, we are living our Christian life, and we are just doing what we have heard people say we must do. But in and of ourselves, we don't know anything. What do I mean by that? For example, if I ask you, you've heard us say from the pulpit so many times, and please, we say these things because we acknowledge that this church, we are young people. Young people, the number one disease is fornication, number two is pornography. I mean, uh, if I start from there. <laughs> what are you saying? It's not true. I beg, I'm a better judge of that than you. Uh-huh. Because when you have finished your troubles, you bring them to me. You know. <laughs> but if I were, and many of you are like, no, I won't fornicate. But the scripture that you should stand on, the one that says it, you don't know the scripture. Or we should do a, te- a test. Should I start with my microphone starting from over there? You will see that you believe it all, but you don't know the scripture. And because of that, your knowledge is not profound. It's not strong. It's not strong. Are you here? Yeah. Many of us are here. We don't know God. And that's why somebody can stand there and tell you something. You see, we love prophets all. Me, one of my favorite meetings are prophetic meetings. But a prophet cannot come and change the direction of my life. No. At all. You can't change it. You cannot change it. No, no, no. Because I'll go to God with it. And I believe that God will speak to me. Hey, you are very quiet. But you, you can change where you work, where you worship, what you eat, the relationship between you and your mother. Me, that's the one that pains me the most. Jesus said that if you want to know whether a tree is good or bad, look at the fruit. Then you have gone to take your life and you have put it under somebody whose fruit is the breaking of different families. It's word of God you don't know. If you knew the word of God, as soon as you see that sign, you know that now. Because otherwise, how will you tell? But Jesus gave us, he said, if you see the fruit. Then he goes on to say, a good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. So as you are there watching, then you can easily see. Hey. In this church, they don't believe in, you see, that's your childlike mind coming again. 
You don't know that the word of God says, test the spirits. Even those of us who do prophetic things, we test it. Look at your face. <laughs> no, it's true. We test it. We test it. It was a prophetic word that made me start the service and go and bring students. I didn't have students in my, in my church at, at first. I had adults who didn't like me. And I chased them. And I just, yeah. That's why the few adults who are here are so precious to me. Because they were the ones who just decided we are supporting you. They were few. And they were just there. But no matter how hard we worked, it wasn't working. And then I got an instruction from the spirit. Go to the student. I said, ah, students, they are here. But then they go home. What kind of church do you build? At that time, first love had not started. Are you there? So I've heard it. But how do I know that it's Christ? How do I know? How am I sure that it is God's will for me? And I said, Lord, if it is you, first service, give me 50 people. If you are a lighthouse, you know that we don't have 50 people in one service unless you are Bishop Dad. But the rest of us, you know, when we start our church, two, Pastor uh, Sean says, five, center directors, am I speaking the truth? I'm lying. <laughs> five, six, ten. That's how we grow. So for you to have the audacity to have one outreach and say that after this outreach, 50 people. But I needed to be sure that it was God speaking. So I came and said, God, I'm giving you a test. May buy your first service. Bah, there they were. So you tested. But because you don't know your word, you are not a mature Christian. So anything that happens, then you are running with it. Push your neighbor and say, Grow up. Grow up. Yeah. When you are not a mature Christian, you cannot tell the difference between things that are church traditions and things that are word of God. Hey, shall I give you an example? Mm. Mm. Lighthouse used to have a tradition of Friday prayer, five to seven. And we used to come five to seven, we're praying. One day, we threw it out of the window and replaced it with another type of prayer. But you say, ah, where is the five to seven prayer? This church, why do they pray? <laughs> it has been replaced by something, but when you open your Bible, it says pray always. Pray without ceasing. So the type of prayer that's in the church now is always without ceasing. It's there. But because you are stuck to your tradition, please open your Bible and show me five to seven. You will see that it was just an attempt to help us to pray. Yeah, we are bringing back our Sunday, Saturday morning prayer. Amen? But we are bringing it back because we realize that in the, all the time praying, some of you, you don't work in the church, so you are not on any page. You are not on anything. So the Saturday morning, we are bringing it back for you. But those who are working, they are very tired. You want me to start? Uh, please, David, how many hours have your, has your prayer team prayed this past week? Oh, take that time and calculate. How many all nights this week? The what? From Monday. Monday, to Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday. and yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. They were praying. Yeah. yeah. Please. Adalani, how many hours were the center directors praying this week? Please bring me microphone. I thought you said we don't pray, we have been sleeping. So you are the baby in the church. That's why you don't know. Uh-huh. Each, yes, each, right. each center director prays two hours a day. Every se- I'm not talking about your quiet time. Oh. I'm talking about your additional prayer. Okay. They were praying two, hour, two to three Wait. hours a day. They prayed. How many hours did they pray towards the coming swollen Sunday? One. One. How many hours did they pray to back us up in the field? Two. How many hours is that? Okay. And an all night on Friday. Uh, ask your neighbor, the all night on Friday, were you there? When the person says no time, that is because you are a child. That's why you don't know. It's because you are a child. It's because you are a child. But center leaders, but center leaders, but center, but center leaders. How many eyes prayer? Please give it to one of them. I need a but center leader. Somebody who just tries to do something. Say my my strength is not plenty. But I'm trying to do something each day. Please use it. We can hear one you. Hour, one eye. One eye, apart from your quiet time. Yes. So, students, how many hours were they praying? But center leaders. But center leaders. 
They joined you for the two-hour yes. crusade. So you have... Please, oh, turn to your neighbor and say, if you were not inside, it's you who is a child. Uh-huh. So tell your neighbor that you, because we are starting the Saturday morning again, because we realize that you, as you are there, you are not doing anything. <laughs> Yay. Some people are trying to pray without ceasing. Because that's what the scripture says. Amen. I was talking to one person. He said, I prayed through the night, and as I was going to school, I kept praying. <sighs> Amen. <laughs> are you in the church or you have traveled? I'm trying to let you see something. And as you are seeing it, I want you to make up your mind that I will be part. I will be part. You're also growing. I will be part. My time is fast spent. I don't know if I can even answer one question today. And so, in the next few weeks, we're going to be answering questions and we'll bring the question and we'll open the scripture and we'll answer it for you. Is it a good idea? I said, is it a good idea? We are not bringing our mind. We are not bringing our opinion. We are not bringing our traditions. We are not bringing what we think that we are used to or how we think it is in our body or our mind. No. What the scripture says, that is what we are going to be talking about. Hallelujah. And the, I, the hope is that it will help you to become a solid Christian. So today I'm only going to answer one question and then next week we'll continue. The question is, why are we saying that Christians should not go to beach party, sarcodia, uh, is it a good question? Is it a good question? Tell your neighbor the answer is in the Bible, it's in the Bible. There is a reason. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 23. First Corinthians 10:23. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. Expedient means wise. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Are you there? Oh, don't worry. I'm working it slowly. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> you need to understand it because You must know it and you must know the scripture. Hallelujah. I'm looking for a certain scripture in 1 Corinthians 12 for you. Mm. Oh, I'm preaching. I know I'm preaching. And don't start getting restless. In this church, we don't get restless. We enjoy our church. Hallelujah. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you understanding something? All right, I found my scripture. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I'm going to read it from verse 1. From verse 2. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit he speaketh in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Now, this is the one I was looking for. But he that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. He that prophesies edifies the church. Are you there? Yeah. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, that's what? Edifies himself. Isn't it? Okay, take us back to our scripture. 1 Corinthians 10 scripture. 1 Corinthians 10, 23. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. So therefore, if speaking in tongues is something that edifies, 
And going to certain unspiritual things does not edify. I want to ask you why you will spend your time in things that do not edify. To edify. Please, I need dictionary. Let me just open that's why you don't understand edify. I have to open it for you. <laughs> you see why you need to know more than one language? Because hmm? some of you haven't even heard the word before. <laughs> to edify means, are you listening? To instruct or benefit especially morally or spiritually. It also means to uplift. I want to ask you why you will spend your time with something that does not uplift. Don't you have enough ordinary, normal, everyday things bringing you down? Why will you voluntarily add to them? So the Bible is saying that, okay, you can go and you can do. But as you are doing it, it's not wise. Expedia, it's not wise. It also does not edify. You don't come back any stronger in spirit. And that is one of the reasons why you have been... Ah, please, I need my demonstrators again. Okay, come. Yeah. That is why in your body, you are like this. But in your spirit, you are like that. When you speak in an unknown tongue, it is one of the things that grows the spirit. The things you do that don't edify spiritually. When you are edified spiritually, your spirit is growing. When you are edified in the natural, as you are from your unbeliever music and from all your carnal things, your body is just getting stronger. And so, if you have been spending just a few minutes, you have read your, uh, what? Bible, your quiet time for two minutes. That one cry, you don't even remember what you read. Okay, please, you are not even standing. Please, you are sitting. You are so weak that you have to sit. In the name of Jesus, it shall never be. You are just, yes, let me, let me make sure. But here you are, please, you people come and stand. Mm-hmm. These ones are standing. Meanwhile, even the strength for your spirit to stand up, it doesn't have. And the reason is because not only are you not edifying it, but you are rather doing other things to edify or to build up these ones. And so that is why I have a very strong stand on it. Because as your pastor, I'm trying to get this one to be strong, to be stable. Not only strong and stable, Pastor John, please come and stand behind him. I'm trying to get you to this place. Yeah, the body doesn't get weaker. It's there. It's there. As for your body, don't joke. It never changes. You can be full of Holy Spirit. This body, it won't change. Oh, yes. It never changes. It doesn't change. That is why there are people who have woken up and they've been shocked. How come I did this or that? Yeah. So it doesn't change. The thing that you can change is here. Then you are there feeding yourself with things that only build this one up. And in fact, some of you even feed your things with things that kill your spirit. And today I'm answering it for you. That it edifies not. It doesn't build up. It doesn't help you to grow. It doesn't help to make you any wiser. Are you there? Hey, you still have questions? I think I should organize a deliverance session for you. (laughs) Amen. Is understanding coming? The last question and answer. Thank you. Thank you very much. You can go back. Why do Christians not commit fornication? The answer is in First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 3. A clear scripture. This one I don't even need to explain. Are you there? This is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. It doesn't need any explanation. Do I need to? Uh, they say they don't understand abstain. Please, so. Abstain means you don't do it. End of story. There's no discussion. There's no argument. People, I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. Next week, we will continue. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet.
Hallelujah. Stand to your feet this afternoon. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon. Maybe you've been a member here for some time, but you've not given your life to Jesus, but you want to do so today. Maybe somebody invited you, you've not, but you've not given your life to Jesus. At this point in the service, I want to give you the opportunity. Everybody prepares for what lies ahead. That is why you are here preparing for something. You are a student preparing for the future. You are a worker preparing for the future. Trying to take care of something. Today, I want to invite you to take care not just of the future, but of eternity. You make your decisions for eternity now while you are alive. And that decision is whether you are receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So that you ask him to write your name in the Lamb's book of life. Or you are choosing to stay unsaved and go to hell. It's a clear choice. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You are here and you are not so sure that your name has been written in the book of life. You even find that you love God. You believe in God. The Bible says the demons also believe and they even tremble. But if you, are a, if you want to be a child of God, believing alone is not enough. You must open your mouth and confess him as your Lord and your Savior. And so this afternoon, I'm inviting you to confess him as your Lord and your savior and i want to show you how to do so and so if your head is bowed every eye bowed every eye closed you want to receive jesus as your lord and savior lift up your right hand i'm going to lead you in a prayer that will help you to confess him god bless you i'm seeing hands all over the room god bless you god bless you god bless you now, if your hand is lifted up, I see so many hands at the side there. I want you to take a step and come. We want to confess him together. So I'm inviting you, what you have believed in your heart, come and let us confess it together. If your hand was lifted, just come. God bless you. God bless you. Just ask your neighbor to excuse you and come. God bless you. Just keep coming. Keep coming. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come, step out and come. Just come. There is joy in heaven because of you. Just come. Just keep coming. 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 Your heart is beating. That's a sign. Your heart is beating. Your heart is beating. It is a sign. Jesus is saying, all is not yet well. Come, come, let us pray together. That fast beat, it will go down. Just come. Come and make sure of where you are and who you are with. God bless you. Just come. In these few minutes, just come. And then I'm going to lead you to confess him. He says, what you believe in your heart, you must confess with your mouth. You must confess him with your mouth mouth hallelujah i'm waiting a few minutes just for somebody somebody you are fighting with yourself just tell the devil leave me and come out and come just to leave you and come the bible says in romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 if you confess your with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation i'm inviting you come we're going to confess unto salvation hallelujah amen just come i'm just waiting two minutes for somebody you are struggling with yourself just come just come just come thank you thank you jesus Okay, if you're standing in front here, I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, you are my savior and you are my lord i thank you 
for saving me in Jesus name father I pray for each one standing here this wonderful morning as they have come to confess you as their Lord and their Savior may they never turn back may they never spoil their lives oh God but rather may they draw closer and closer into you I thank you for their lives in Jesus name amen and amen we believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ethel Aiduasi. God richly bless you.